It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show. It is that time of the week for us and me, especially here, when we bring you our lovely show here, Film Festival Radio Show. And we have, if you've never tuned in before, we have guests from the world of film, television, independent film, film festivals, literary world, sometimes even people that are connected to the political world. So we kind of just have a, a hodgepodge of all kinds of celebrity guests here. And everybody is just oh so talented in their respective fields here. So let's get right to it. I've just got all this energy for some reason for today. Let me quickly tell you about our guest. We have our buddy, our good friend, Chris Woolsey from Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, who will be telling us what's the latest going on with that brand of very fine entertainment uh, channels and such. So he'll be telling us the latest. And we'll also be talking with a best-selling author. Uh, she is she has done just several best-selling books about travel. We're talking about Patricia Schultz, and she'll be here to talk about her latest book. And finally, our featured guest is a very talented filmmaker and producer. His name is John Pate, and he has uh, a new independent film titled Faith Wins. And that film has so much to do with Las Vegas because the bulk of the film was shot not only here in Vegas, but also in parts of California. And another bonus about this film is that our very own Rich Natoli, who has a very popular talk show here on this station for many years, and he's also equally as talented as an actor and a celebrity impersonator as well. So he has the lead role in this new film. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot, and even more, a lot of reason to uh, tune into our final segment when we will tell you more about this film, uh, starring Rich Natoli. And so again, John uh, Pate is the, one of the co-executive producers, along with Rich himself. So uh, that is our lineup of guests, and we'll be getting to them shortly. But before we do so, I want to tell you about we have a uh, we have an audition notice here. Let me pull it up really fast. Okay, this takes place right here in Las Vegas. There is a Las Vegas cinematographer, and he is looking for models and actors of all sizes and shapes to pose for lifestyle photographs and video for their a company portfolio. Now, this shoot will consist of general posing for fashion, business, and, you know, just everyday people living their lives, it's that type of photo shoot. And there will have some video B-roll as well for this portfolio. So if you are interested, I'll tell you the email address to contact. And the note said, this is not a paid gig, but you will receive high-resolution headshots 
and lifestyle photos in return. And so if you're thinking about a career in the entertainment industry, this is a good opportunity to get this type of information that you really do need if you're going to do commercials and films and auditions, you need headshots. And so this is a possible opportunity for you. Uh, and also video clips for your uh, video reel if you're going to do that as well. So the shoot will uh, be in local outdoor areas around Las Vegas, uh, in the areas of Red Rock, Summerlin Arts District, and the Strip as well. Most of the photo shoot sessions, it says, will last up to about an hour. And for more in-depth shoots, maybe two hours maximum. So this is what you need to do. If you are interested, you need to uh, quickly contact uh, by March 6, 9 p.m. to be exact. So send email to r, the letter R-X-N-C-O-T-V at gmail.com. Again, that's the letters R-X-N-C-O-T-V at gmail.com. Please respond by March 6, 9 p.m. And when you respond, they need to see your social media handles uh, if you have any current photos of yourself, and also include what days and what time of day you can be available to participate in this photo shoot. And again, you need to make sure you contact and reply by March 6th, 9 p.m. So that takes place right here in Las Vegas. So if you need any more information, well, we don't have any more information, but if you missed the email address, you can email us and we will send you that email address as well. So, okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will have our first guest. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we are back and it is time for our first guest here. And before I bring her on, give you a little bit of information while we're waiting to get connected here. Um, vacation season, this is kind of the beginning for some people. They start around spring. Some people start like a year beforehand. I know people that start really two years ahead of time. But for those of us who are like me, this is kind of the time of year to start. You can never start too early, I believe. Uh, so that brings me to our guest here. She is a world-renowned, best-selling author. Her name is Patricia Schultz. And she's had two bestsellers. The one uh, that really put her on the map is called, it actually is the number one bestseller, 1,000 Places to See Before You Die. And a second bestseller is 1,000 Places to See in the United States and Canada Before You Die. So obviously, she kind of knows her luggage and her passports about travel here. And she kind of uh, pioneered the whole concept of, of a travel book that's also a wish list and also a practical guide all into one. So now Patricia is back. She has a brand new book. Uh, the title of it is Why We Travel, 100 Reasons to Get Up and Go. Just 
yeah, just go. So this book has not only beautiful photographs, but there are all kinds of ideas about some really cool places to travel, not the usual places that we know about, but some ideas that maybe you have not thought about that you don't even have to leave your state if you don't want to. But again, it's, it's personal stories, anecdotes, beautiful pictures, life lessons. There are even travel affirmations. I did not even know that existed. Plus, there are recipes and so much more. And the title again is Why We Travel, 100 Reasons to Get Up and Go. So uh, the operator is saying, let's do it. So let's bring on Patricia Schultz to talk about her brand new book. So let's connect with her now. If Maloney, on the line with Ms. Schultz, go right ahead. Well, good afternoon, Patricia. Hi there. How are you? I'm very good. I've been enjoying your new book, Why We Travel, 100 Reasons to Get Up and Go. And I've been reading it the past few days, and I'm I'm following the title of the book. I'm ready to get up and go. <laughs> then I've achieved my purpose. I can retire now. Yes, yes. Well, as we all know, you are a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, your number one bestseller, uh, 1,000 Places to See Before You Die, was one that was so very popular. Now you have this one, as we said. So, okay, with this current book, you, you focus on not only where to travel, when to travel, but how travel enriches us and, and really feeds our soul. So the how to travel part, let's talk about that for a minute. Well, I think that um, with travel in general, um, I might preface this by saying, is a very personal experience um, in that you ask five different people if they had one trip to take in the next many years, where would it be? Or if, you know, they have a favorite place that they've dreamt about, you know, and you get five very, very, very different, I mean, like totally different answers, as you would expect. But um, how we then experience it, if we um, truly have it held as a dream destination, you really should make it happen. And how you make it happen is going to differ a lot, too. And it's always determined, I think, by many things, including, of course, time and money. So, you know, do you make it a long weekend? Do you make it a two-month trip? Do you take a sabbatical? Do you have rollover vacation days where you can, are, are you a teacher? Do you have long vacations? And the whole money thing, the budget really is going to determine, you know, how it unfolds and how, it will often determine how many days you can afford to be away. And if you want to take a cruise, do you take a three-week cruise or do you take a three-night cruise? So it's kind of a, you know, it's determined a lot by people's limitations in that way. What shouldn't um, influence one as much is the, the conviction and the determination to make it happen at all costs because once you want to and once you understand why you kind of owe it to yourself and it's the best investment in yourself and how we really owe it to ourselves and our kids um, to experience something beyond what is comfortable and immediate. So I think it's, you know, important to, because we all have different budgets and we all have different, you know, some of our uh, dream trips are quite modest, you know, it's just to, uh, you know, go, well, modest for some people and extravagant for others, but to go to the, the you know, national park that's a six-hour drive away so you can fill up the gas tank, which is no longer crazy um, expensive, but, you know, just 
fill up the tank and do a road trip and bring your kids or bring the dog or bring yourself because I'm a big fan of traveling solo as well. So um, I, I think that this book is meant regardless for everybody, um, whether you travel a lot or you haven't traveled at all but you would like to. And with the pandemic, we haven't been traveling much, and that's kind of dangerous because the more you don't do something, the more you don't do it. And to get back in the groove and to get back in the saddle and to, you know, to, to kind of resume is um, extra energy and extra effort often for many people. So this book hopefully will be that incentive, you know, to remind people just what a great time they had during that last trip and what they, you know, what they brought home with them in terms of life memories and experiences and I just think you know it makes us uh, better people I think that if you're going to invest money in anything you come at, at a point in your life where you you know you don't need the new iPhone every year you don't need the 11 pairs of shoes you don't need you know to um I don't know, the new car or any car. I've never had a car, but I live in New York City, so I'm a subway gal. But, you know, whatever it is, um, I've always cherished experiences over things, over material things. And I don't have a single regret. And at the end, that's how you want to kind of check out, you know, yes. <laughs> without a life of regret. Uh, oh, another aspect of your book that I find very unique is that you have travel affirmations. So uh, what are one or two affirmations as far as travel is concerned that you can share with us? Yeah, I have boatloads of those. Um, one that always comes to mind is that um, travel and therefore the world is a classroom without walls. I think that, you know, it's easy to kind of pigeonhole education into academia and the classroom and those, you know, professors that go on and on and on and you sleep through entire semesters as I seem to have done. But I tell you, everything that I've learned, especially um, about everything, but especially about history and geography, um, I've learned through travel because suddenly you're experiencing it in the here and now in the three-dimensional and not on a screen and not in a documentary and not in a textbook, but you're living it. And so it resonates and it means something that will stay with you and not just be studied and memorized for a midterm and then forgotten within minutes afterwards. So um, the, the whole aspect and the importance of this being um, an incredible way of learning about the world and as a result about, you know, learning about yourself. And um, also uh, the, the whole idea of curiosity and respect. There's always room in your suitcase for curiosity and respect because, of course, they take up no room. And yet there's such a pertinent element of what you bring with you that's almost you would think a given, but when you see the behavior of a lot of travelers on the road, it seems like they may have left it at home. <laughs> so I think, um, and also curiosity, where does our curiosity go over time? You know, mm -hmm. kids are so young and innocently curious about everything, and adults not so much. So I like to think that my curiosity is very, you know, alive and thriving. And I think the more you travel, the more it stays, you know, keen and with your antenna up. I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> so, but there are a lot of af affirmations like that that you mentioned, they're aphorisms and quotes and anecdotes and some hacks 
Mm -hmm. uh, some pointers and just a general all-around encouragement for people to um, get up and go again if they've traveled pre-pandemic and need to be reminded why they should resume. Or, you know, as first-time travelers who have always been very hesitant and, you know, reticent, uh, there's no time like today, no time like right now. I'm finding that a lot of women who are in the baby boomer age group, there are now empty nesters, maybe they're divorced or widowed or, or, or whatever, who want to travel alone internationally, especially, but are, are still a little hesitant uh, for the fact of safety, traveling alone as a female, and also uh, because of still, you know, the pandemic, a lot of them have all their shots, but still are a little scared with other countries. So how do you address that? I think, um, and it's so absolutely, totally, and entirely understandable and comprehensible because we all suffer from that to some degree, many to the degree where it's actually holding them back and keeping them at home, and others to a degree where they just, you know, overcome that and go forward, but with caution and safety precautions and all of that. But um, I think it's fear, um, you know, call it whatever you want, and it can go by a million different interpretations and names. But it's fear, because for since forever they've said that everything we do in life comes from love or from fear. Fear holds us back, and fear is often a creation of our own psyche. So I think get rid of that. <laughs> Easier said than done. And to do your homework and to look, you know, at America. This is not the safest country in the world. Oh, no. And often people come back saying, yeah, people come back saying, oh, my gosh, I felt twice as comfortable in Rome or twice as comfortable in London or in Paris or in Amsterdam or in, you know, I don't know, cities farther afield. Um, and also the, the easiest way to circumvent all of that issue um, in the first place is just to sign up with a group. There are incredible groups for single people, for women, for seniors, for whatever your niece is. And sometimes they're small groups of like six to ten people. Sometimes they're larger groups of 20 to 30. And also cruises. A lot of the cruises are recognizing that they waive the, the um, double occupancy and they have special rates for single travelers and, and single cruisers. And not because you're looking for a good time. You're just looking for a single cab. That's all you're yes, looking for. exactly. So it's very easy. And if you go out there and travel, it's amazing the number of people in the world who are traveling solo. It's become very acceptable and very encouraged. And I really encourage people, if you sit home and wait, and a lot of that waiting is for your best friend or your spouse or your next door neighbor, or your daughter, or your great granddaughter to be available and have the same interest as going to the same place that you've always wanted to see. You know, compromise is a horrible thing. You wind up going with somebody you don't really know to a destination you weren't so inclined to see exactly. just because it was a travel companion. Exactly. So I say try going alone. I think the guarantee is that once you go alone and you come back having had the time of your life, it will not be your last trip alone. Right. I promise you. Well, Patricia, thank you so much. Again, the book is Why We Travel, 100 Reasons to Get Up and Go. Now, you've given us some a preview of the book, why we should do it. So now let's go get the book and just go do it. So thank you so much for the chat. And I look forward to uh, making some of those trips. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Goodbye. 
All right, everyone, especially ladies, well, we, we love you two guys, but it's that time of show, it's that time of month again for our buddy, our friend. He's like, a, I keep telling everybody, he's like an extended relative here on the show. We're talking about, <laughs> he's already blushing. Chris Wolsey, Senior Director of Communications for Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. Did I make you blush, Chris? You did, and I am so glad this is radio because I would just be so embarrassed that you made me blush. But I, the feeling is mutual, and oh. that's why I get emotional about that. Oh, see, now I'm blushing. At least my toes are. Maybe those are calluses. I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay. The reason I said attention all ladies because it's March and this is Women's Empowerment Month. And I understand that Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment has some really cool films and documentaries about women that are really have changed history. So tell us what's going on for you for you guys for this month. Yeah, absolutely. We we have a ton of uh women's empowerment content on uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, obviously that uh, free streaming service is female-centric. Um, we try to gear our programming towards uh, a female audience. While there's always something for the whole family, um, we really do make a particular effort uh, to find titles that we think are going to appeal to a uh, female audience. And this month, we've redoubled our efforts um, just because of the importance of Women's History Month. Um, and we have a ton of great titles. Um, one of my favorites, so we've talked about this before, that um, Chicken Soup of the Soul, like our other streaming brands, Crackle and Redbox, has original titles that you can only watch on Chicken Soup for the Soul. So we have a lot of titles that are available elsewhere, but we like to try to bring as many titles as we can that you can only watch on Chicken Soup for the Soul. And this month, we have a particularly great one. So this is a, a documentary that's a Chicken Soup for the Soul original that is called Quant. And it's the story of Mary Quant, who invented the miniskirt. Oh, I love her. Okay. Yes. And so, you know, you think, oh, okay, she's a, she was a clothing designer. But when you, when you watch this, you see that she is so much more than just a clothing designer that, that not only um, in the creation of the miniskirt, but also in pretty much everything that Mary Quant has done in her life, um, she has tried to uh, bring women to the forefront. She has tried to uh, use her artistry in order to um, help women. And it, it's very interesting, the, the social uh, ramifications that her creations have had, um, especially on the female population. You know, the invention of the miniskirt, I know my mom loves her, all women everywhere should love and pay homage to this lady. In fact, I think I'll wear a miniskirt while watching this documentary. <laughs> I love that. Yes, you said her goals were for women to be seen and for women to feel beautiful. And uh, I think she really achieved that. Um, but she did, she also created like the, um, the makeup compact that has like oh. multiple makeup times inside of it as opposed to just being like a powder case yes um so she 
he really um, created a lot of different things, but he is uh, a, a, an icon in the fashion and design industry and really an iconoclast uh, in so many ways because he kind of went against uh, a lot of the preconceived notions uh, of her day about um, what fashion is and how women should dress. And I know there are men out there who definitely appreciate her design for the miniskirt as well. I don't <laughs> want to leave that out either. That <laughs> is for sure. I'm going to make a safe bet and say uh, that yeah, is definitely the case. For sure. So, okay. So that documentary is available right now. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, okay. No, uh, March 1st. That will be available. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, for people, because, you know, we talk about these, these your brands uh, every week here, but for people, maybe this is their first time tuning in, tell everybody where they can go and see all of the fine streaming content for Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment brand. Absolutely. So um, they can watch it on Connected TVs if they have Samsung or Vizio devices, um, also uh, Amazon Fire. Okay. And we are getting ready to launch our Roku channel any day now. And so once that's up, we'll probably have a lion's share of people's TVs that they'll be able to access on. But if, if they do happen to have a TV that, that we don't currently have an app on, they can go on their uh, laptop or mobile device to chickensouptv.com. And they can cast it from that device to their TV. Okay. So there's always a way that they can that they can get the the latest and greatest. Okay. All right. Now, I as we've been discussing here, films that are geared in the demographic, it being for Women's History Month. But are there any other films that you know generally the topic that everybody would enjoy? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, we we have a ton. So. There's a lot of things there that are, that are great for women's history, but a lot of these are just good in general. Um, we have another series, um, and this is an exclusive for Chicken Soup uh, for the Soul, and that's Funny Girls. Um, and this is the we're dropping the third season. We have seasons one and two on there right now, and this is a sketch comedy series from New Zealand that was a runaway hit in New Zealand, but has never been seen uh, in the domestic state oh. before. Now, the fun thing about this is not only is it outstanding on every level, so it's kind of an SNL-type get comedy show, but they've done a couple things that are different with this show. One is there's a, there's a through line with all the sketches where this entire series is about an a improv troupe or a get comedy troupe that is trying to create a female-centric sketch comedy show in a male-dominated world. So not only do you have all these super fun sketches throughout each episode, but then you also have the producers, the performers playing themselves, trying to uh, further this show. And they're, they're, you know, just cut off at every turn uh, by the male executives in the inner, in the entertainment industry in the world that they're portraying. It's really funny, really fun. And one of the cool things about it is, um, there's a lot of rising stars that are in this show that when they did it, they weren't really names. And now uh, the, the show's been out for a few years. Um, now they're, they're big names. Rose Matafeo is one of them. She's uh, the lead on Starstruck, uh, which is a big hit. And Jackie Van Beek, which is in a show you might have heard of called What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. Um, yes. Nick Samson is from the Broken Wood Mysteries. 
So um, there's a, there's a lot of uh, you know right now with um, Taika Waititi and all the excitement that's coming out of new performers in from New Zealand. Uh, this is a perfect time for this series. Wow, it kind of sounds like a little bit like maybe Second City meets Saturday Night Live meets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Got it. Exactly. Yep. So. Yep. And then with a kind of a female centric mm-hmm. layer to it, it's really good. Well, I will stay tuned for that one as well. You know, as I told you before, I take notes, Chris, because I really do go back and look at your suggestions and I've enjoyed them. Really do. Well, I appreciate it. And I just want you to know that I will never sell you something that I don't firmly believe in. That's so good to know, because nowadays people will, I cannot even begin to tell you the different TV shows and films that friends of mine have suggested. And I will get like eight minutes into it and go, uh, what were you, what? what? Maybe I'm missing something here. But no, <laughs> you're, know, you're on target. So it's not just me. You've had that happen to you too, I take it. Okay, well, you're on the even play with that one. So, okay, again, great stuff always from Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. And uh, coming soon, you said Roku. You guys are going to have your own Roku setup. So you'll tell us more about that later. So, Absolutely. Anyway, Chris, as always, thank you so much for the information and the latest that's happening, I should say, was cooking at Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. Thank you, as always. You are always welcome. And I will be back very soon uh, to tell you about more exciting to watch for free on Chicken Soup. For free. That's the part I love the most, for free. Okay. Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone will be right back after this. This is Drew and Jonathan Scott, the Property Brothers, and you are listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone. Okay, it is time for our final guest for this week's show. Our featured guest, final guest, I should say, is a very talented filmmaker, and he is the co-executive producer of a new independent film titled Faith Wins, The Wild Card of the Strip. We're talking of... uh, about John Paint, and he'll be joining us in a couple of minutes here. Now, this is a a faith-based film, and it's, again, the short title is called Faith Wins, and a big portion of the film was shot right here in Las Vegas, throughout Las Vegas, actually. And it's a a very heartwarming story that does bring into focus the problem, the unfortunate problem of homelessness here in our city, as well as really any city throughout the nation, but specifically focuses on the homeless issue uh, here. And, you know, it's a story, um, it's a fictitious story, but it does, it is based in the realities of our society, a lot of the social issues. And, you know, it's a story, as I said, it's, it's faith-based, it's about personal loss, it, it's heartwarming, it's kind of a rags-to-riches, to rags, back-to-riches again type of a story. Don't want to give away too much, but uh, John will give us more details about it. And a really, really good surprise is that our very own Rich Natoli, who has, uh, for those of you who listen to the station all the time for years, Rich has a very popular talk show right here on this station. And uh, he has the lead role in 
Faith Wins, where he utilizes his talents of acting and his world-famous celebrity impersonations. Plus, he's also uh, the co-executive producer of the film. So, uh, And also want to note that veteran, iconic comedian Rich Little makes a guest appearance in this film as well. So uh, as I said, the movie was shot throughout Vegas and other places as well. So John is going to give us more information about the making of the film, where we can see it, and how our beautiful city of Las Vegas plays such a prominent role in this film. So let's bring on my recent interview just a couple of days ago, actually, with John Pate, as he tell us tells us more about the full title is Faith Wins, the wild card of the strip. Short title, Faith Wins. So let's bring on my chat with John right now. All right, listeners. I have my next guest on board. He's a very talented writer, filmmaker, uh, just a, a, an array of talents here. And he has, he and the rest of the people involved, which we will talk more about, have a brand new film, independent film titled Faith Wins, The Wild Card of the Strip. And it has a lot to do with our beautiful city of Las Vegas here. So, John, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to Film Festival Radio Show. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to share with the audience. Great. Well, okay. Faith Wins is the uh, short title. So tell us about, I mean, of course, I'm, I've got the notes, but from your own words, tell the listeners, what is this film about? And tell us how Las Vegas is prominently displayed throughout this film. Well, it actually came about as an idea uh, storyline from my co-executive producer, Rich Natoli, who has a, a a live show there in Las Vegas. And he and I have been performing in both Hollywood and Las Vegas for 40 some odd years. And um, he kind of recognized the problem of homelessness there in Las Vegas and uh, the fact that it was a chronic uh, problem facing people as you walk up and down the strip and walk up and down downtown in any part of Las Vegas, uh, much like a lot of the big cities. And um, he called me one day. I, I had done his radio show, a segment on his show, and he called me one day and he said, John, I've got this idea for um, a film, but I've never written a screenplay. And I said, well, I've written a lot of screenplays. Just send me the story and we'll see what we've got. And so he sent me the storyline and it was just, it's kind of a great redemption story of, of, uh, of um, kind of a riches to rags to riches redemption story of an entertainer who has it all and then loses it all and uh, ends up homeless and all of the things that, uh, that that particular person encountered and experiences along the way uh, Finding it all the way back to uh, uh, the uh, the top again uh, through a series of events. You you have to watch the film to to see everything that happens to him along the way. But uh, uh, just when when he does get back on top, this time he gets back with a different attitude and a different awareness and a different view of of how to treat people who we see on a daily basis and uh, uh, just some of the things that are needed that people don't notice in their daily life and so we wrote the we wrote the screenplay and then we thought well maybe we like it but nobody else will like it and 
we thought, okay, well, we'll enter it in a, a film festival, and we entered the screenplay in the National Christian Film Festival, and it won. And uh, wow. and so uh, for best screenplay, and we thought, okay, well, we've got something written. Now, what are we going to do with it? And he and I decided, well, you know what, we're going to do this ourselves. We we had a, several fundraising concerts and uh, three different, four different states actually, and uh, uh, promoted it. And and he and I both performed on the shows, and we raised the money for it. And then we started calling in a lot of favors from all of our entertainment buddies there in Las Vegas and Los Angeles. And, and um, before you know it, we kind of had a production going. Well, uh, you mentioned about, of course, uh, Rich Natoli. He's such a multi-talented performer. And yes, he has a very popular show right here on this station for a number of years. But And, and I've had Rich on uh, this show long before I moved here to Vegas. I was back when I was in La, uh, Nashville. But I understand that Rich, uh, in addition to being a, a really funny uh, comedian, he also does these amazing impersonations of some of the biggest stars out here. So tell us, um, now, does he do any impersonations uh, in the storyline of the film? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the main character is a comic impressionist. Uh, Billy Rizzo is the character's name, and Rich Natoli plays that character. And uh, he's kind of one of the, the big Vegas uh, uh, headline uh, uh, impressionist there in Las Vegas, and uh, his uh, mentor and, and uh, 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 his idol is Rich Little, who is also in uh, Las Vegas, and, and Rich Little makes an appearance in the film, a guest appearance in the film, and does a tremendous job, and especially between the two of them, they're doing impressions back and forth, and uh, it's kind of a crack up to, to watch them work together, uh, both the kind of the student and and the professor of of, uh, of great impressionist. So he actually uses his talents uh, very well to to make the character realistic throughout the film. Does an incredible job. Well, of course, so many of us grew up watching the legendary Rich Little on television and films and here in Vegas and just everywhere. I would have been so nervous working with him <laughs> because he's such an icon. <laughs> Well, and he was, he's such a pleasure to work with. He he loved everything that we had written for him. And then he even asked us uh, when we were filming, he said, how about if I do this? We, sure, you can do anything you want. And so he uh, he uh, kind of wrote some of his own lines for the film, and they, they turned out wonderful. And, and uh, he really made the believability of that character uh, kind of cemented in the, the theater-going audience's mind. Uh, for the character and the realism of the film. So we really appreciated it. And not only him, we also had another great 80s and 90s television star, Bruce Baum from uh, from Hollywood, uh, played the main homeless character that, that kind of shows uh, Rich Natoli the ropes when he becomes homeless. And the two of them had great, great uh, comic relief in the film. Even though they're two homeless guys, you, you've got two homeless guys who make the best of a bad situation and just everything that they go through on a daily basis. And so Bruce Baum kind of stole the film as well. I mean, just the the fact that we had so many people uh, from both Las Vegas and uh, and Hollywood volunteer to be in this film. And I say volunteer because 
we we tried to make sure everybody got paid and uh, it was just so heartwarming because several of the people came and and they they gave their paycheck back to us they said we believe in this film we want to see it made i want to do this for free and so oh, wow. we had uh, we had uh, many of the actors even just uh, donate the the funds back to making the film so we we ended up getting the film done uh, with uh, a lot of volunteer effort we had the, the station there in, in uh, Las Vegas uh, uh, help us out to, with the studio space and time to do some of the scenes. Uh, we had uh, the city of Riverside, California, and my university, my former university, I just retired from uh, the chair of the communication arts department at California Baptist University. They donated the use of that entire university both interior and exterior for a lot of the shots that we did there. And uh, the city council fast-tracked our filming permits. And so we we ended up getting a lot of help from a lot of people who just who felt like the project was a noble project to address and deal with homelessness. And uh, uh, some of the proceeds from this film, even from our premiere night there in Las Vegas, have been donated to the uh, uh, Tiger Tots Hero Schools there in Las Vegas that helps the homeless. Uh, 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 it, it's it's a program that you know it doesn't just feed the homeless and it doesn't just house the homeless. The goal of Hero Schools is to make the homeless not homeless, and it, it's a really noble project. And and uh, we're just very thankful to be involved with them as well. Well, it sounds like, John, that God had his hand over this entire production with all of these people and actors and production people donating their, their salaries back into the project. That's wonderful. That is so amazing. Especially this well, we, did, we couldn't believe it. And, and everybody's even been so kind, yourself included, to, to have us on their show to promote the film and, and to tell people where to go and, and watch it and uh, we've just been we've we've been more than blessed to, just in this first month when the distributor uh, wanted to put it out last month. And we thought, OK, so we, our distributor got it out. And within one month now, we are approaching 50,000 views. Uh, we're at 48,000 now and, and rising as, as you and I speak. And so to have that many uh, people who have viewed the film in less than a month has just been, you know, tremendous uh, oh, wow. outpouring of, of uh, people involved. That's awesome. That is so awesome. So congratulations to, to you and Rich and the rest of the cast and crew. That's so, I love these. That's why I love the backstories on independent <laughs> films. <laughs> I just love that. Well, okay. Um of course, as you mentioned, it was shot in several locations, you know, states and cities. But what about here? What, are there any famous, famous uh, Vegas landmarks that are, are seen that people can see in the film or what? Well, yes, we shot the, we shot some of the, the uh, scenes down on Fremont Street and right there at the, the uh, Plaza Hotel. Oh, yeah. We shot some of the scenes uh, in uh, the in the, the studio there, the Vegas Voice studio there um, as well, uh, interior shots. We actually created a casino shot, a, a small independent uh, casino shot uh, with one of the rooms and, and brought in casino equipment, the casino 
uh, rent or as kind of a party rental uh, uh, business came in and uh, donated their actors and donated their uh, their equipment for us there to to use for the filming as well. So even that was given to us. And, and uh, I mean, we were, we've just been, uh, again, you know, everybody pitched in and, and uh, made it something that was doable on a very, very short shoestring budget. And then to have it, uh, when the distributor told us that it's competing with a lot of the top tier uh, faith-based films that are out there right now, we just kind of blinked and said, wait a minute, we did this for less than $50,000. and All of a sudden it's doing, you know, uh, this kind of work, and, and uh, uh, more importantly, we just want to make people aware of the, the homeless situation and, and uh, what we need to be doing about it. Absolutely. Okay, so now, how can, well, before I get to how can, uh, are there plans <laughs> to uh, pick it back up within the film festival circuit or or what? Well, we're just uh, once we turned it over to the distributor, we we're letting them do all of the PR motion for it now. Um, of course, we still do our own with social media and, and things like that in different events. But um, yeah, we we probably won't need to be entering it in any film festivals anymore. Right now, we've got it on uh, as of the past week. Uh, the distributor notified us that we have it on seven different viewing platforms uh, and it's on uh, it's on uh, gago roku it's on youtube it's on 24 flicks coming out in march uh you you do or udo digital hoopla digital and voodoo fandango and it's uh, it's on all of those streaming platforms at the moment and and uh, well I, I say at the moment between this month and next month and uh, we'll soon to be on more because the distributor said we are we're pitching it for more uh, platforms as well. So oh, uh, we, we just uh, and in fact, if people want to view it for free right now, they can view it on uh, YouTube. And if they just type in G-A-G-O YouTube and then uh, scroll down to Faith Wins, there's a, a movie banner for it there. They can click on it and view it. Uh, we would love to have a hundred thousand views by the end of next month. So, you know, okay. we we're just hoping that people will will want to view it and want to watch it and uh, want to participate and be a part of it. Okay, listeners, let's make that happen. So again, G A G O YouTube and type in Faith Wins. Okay, yes, yeah, one way. It's very simple. It's all they have to do, and it's going to pop in. Okay, right now, yeah. uh. Well, I just dropped something there. Okay. Uh, website, <laughs> as far as website and social media links and handles and such. Well, the, people can contact Rich Natoli through richnatoli.com and they could do the same thing with my humble little website. Website. It's uh, paintcomedy.com. Uh, that's a personal, you know, a little personal professional websites, but uh, uh, yeah, as far as the film is concerned, they were being distributed by Green Apple Film Distribution. And then on social media, uh, those platforms that we just gave you would be the best way to to uh, view the film and see the film. Uh, but yeah, we, you know, like I say, Rich and I have known each other since the late 1970s when we both performed in Hollywood. And then we both, we kind of migrated over to the 
Las Vegas scene when Las Vegas was really hot with comedy back in the 80s and 90s. And Rich uh, moved there and, and uh, kind of became an anchor there in Las Vegas. And I jumped all over the place and then went into education. So, so uh, we've had kind of a varied uh, uh, different directions on getting there, but uh, we just, you know, we, we keep plugging away and, and we hope people appreciate what we do, both in entertainment and in, in uh, our daily lives. Well, now, any plans on the two of you collaborating again on another project or maybe a sequel to Faith Wins or, or what? Uh, well, I've I've had people ask me that, and and uh, Rich has had a couple people approach him. So okay. we're never going to say never, uh, but uh, it really depends on how well this is received and and uh, what kind of traction we can get. We know that it's going to open doors. It's already opened a lot of doors, and uh, uh, people wanting to know, uh, you know, uh, what the next steps are. So we're we're taking it one day at a time. Uh, we we certainly would hope for a sequel. And uh, Rich has already been mulling over some ideas with some Las Vegas performers there, uh, people who kind of want to be a part of it again. He he even told me that after our film uh, was finished and it was in the editing process, he Rich had gone over uh, because he had worked with Wayne Newton before. He had gone over to see uh, Wayne Newton's show one night and they were sitting in the dressing room and he told Wayne about the film. And all of a sudden, Wayne looks at him and says, Rich, if you had just told me, I would have been in your film. You know, so, so we, you know, we still have people wanting to be in the film project. So you never know what's going to happen down there. Oh, my goodness. That, you know, just that alone <laughs> just shouts, sequel, sequel, sequel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, there are so many performers, actors, and musicians now here in Vegas. So you could just have like an all-star cast uh, next project, maybe a series or something. Well, and that that's the great thing. People, both our friends from Hollywood and our friends from Las Vegas that we worked with uh, for many, many years, in fact, even decades, all signed on and said, yeah, sure, I want to do it. Even if it was a small part, if it was just one scene or two scenes, they all wanted to be a part of it. And uh, yeah, we've there there are so many people to draw from there in Las mm -hmm. Vegas that uh, uh, that love it and, and uh, uh, appreciate, we appreciate what they do and they appreciate what we've done. So uh, we, uh, we certainly want to want to be able to acknowledge that even with their, their roles in the film. Exactly. Exactly. Well, okay. Once again, the movie short title, Faith Wins. Long title, Faith Wins, the wild card of the strip. And John, and Rich and Atoli back together again, but this time as filmmakers, which is so nice. So very well, nice. Well, and again, we, we just really appreciate the opportunity that you've given us to share with your audience. And we hope that everybody goes to YouTube and Roku and 24 Flicks. And, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, we just, we hope that everybody watches it and, and uh, tells their friends about it. Just get yes. the word out there and, and uh, you know, 
it's the old uh, the old commercial. If you tell two friends and they tell two friends, then so on and so on. And before you know it, we'll be at 100,000 views. Absolutely. <laughs> well, our show, uh, our uh, podcast version of the show reaches all around the world because we're on two major uh I would have called podcast network channels in India. And so uh, one of those channels has over a hundred thousand uh, listeners per week. And so, uh, oh my goodness. yeah, I will send you those links once it airs on the podcast and, and you can, you can see all that. It airs on like 12. I'm doing it. And, and, uh, I just really appreciate, I mean, anybody who has been in Las Vegas and knows how hard it is just to be able to sustain in Las Vegas and know what a struggle it is. Uh, you appreciate not only the hardship, but you also appreciate what everybody does just to keep entertainment alive there. So thank you. Uh, we really appreciate it. Well, I am so glad to be just whatever little minute service that I can be. And again, if you and Rich have a, a, no, a sequel or any, any project, you just call me, text me, email me. You know how to find me. I can't hide. Well, we'll certainly do it. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you again. And listeners, once again, the title of the movie is Faith Wins. Short title, long title, Faith Wins, The Wild Card of the Strip. And it's, a, you know, it's a, a, a topic, of course, this oh, homelessness going on everywhere. But this whole film was done with the labor of love about a very serious um, social issue in our country that so too many people are suffering from. But I just thank both of you guys, you and Rich both, and all of your cast and crew members for addressing this problem of homelessness. So thank you again. Well, thank you. Look forward to talking to you again. Okay, absolutely then. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you so much, John. Uh, everybody, make sure you check out and support uh, this new independent film, Faith Wins. And again, it is a very inspiring film, and the bulk of it was shot in and around Las Vegas here. And uh, as I said, our very own Rich Natoli uh, has the lead role, and he does a fantastic job uh, in the film, as he does with all of his work here. He's just such a multi-talented guy. And anyway, we so are, yeah, we're out of time. Better speed it up here. We are out of time. I want to thank everybody for being our guest on this edition of Film Festival Radio Show. And thank you listeners out there as well for listening. Remember, you can write us info at filmfestivalradio.com and we'll be more than happy to answer your questions and whatever else you may want to ask us. So have a great rest of the day and even better rest of the week. And we'll see you next Saturday when we'll have our our show. Everything is devoted to the Oscars, which is next Sunday, of course. So we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. Mm-hmm.